the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey there, everybody, or should I say, aloha there, everybody. You probably hear in the background the sound of rain. We are here in Hawaii, so you're getting that Hawaiian echo that we get here in the bedroom. Uh, apologize for all that, but uh, it is the day after Halloween when this comes out. Today is Halloween as we're recording this, so hopefully we're going to get this done before the trick-or-treaters come. We were going to try to wait until afterwards, but sometimes they like to go crazy here uh, in my daughter's neighborhood for Halloween and fireworks and noise and whatnot all night long. So we thought we'd try to give it a shot beforehand. It's been kind of a weird day here for us. Our grandson had the day off of school, which is you know awesome for him. He's in second grade. His birthday was on Friday, so we went out and had some fun. But then he was sick all day today. <clears throat> so he's going to miss Halloween, and you can hear the deluge is coming down. So we don't know what to expect for Halloween, but we're going to get you a show in. So that's the name of that tune. And uh, we're going to go on with the show. So I've got a few things. It's a weird setup, so I have to reach and stretch and my my sound might change just a little bit as we go through here i don't know if that changed uh but uh i'm gonna give us our word of the week and our word of the week is a special one because first of all it fits in very well thematically but it also is one that looks different than it sounds so the word is fate is the way it's pronounced uh but it's an f with an e with a little carrot i don't know what you call that is that a, a, a letter or a demarcation I like have that no idea it's got the little called. little little pointy hat over it and it's f-e-t-e it's fate and what it means is a celebration or a festival um or uh, to honor or entertain lavishly so we thought my goodness we're being brought here by our daughter to hawaii for our grandson's birthday and for halloween so hopefully something is going on that's celebration and festival and lavish today as this comes out is dia de los muertos uh for uh hispanic cultures so anyhow we're also moving into that it's the holiday seasons now once halloween hits you got thanksgiving yeah. coming up in a few weeks yeah christmas and new year's coming a few weeks after that then we roll into my birthday then valentine's day and then uh well, valentine's day before my birthday and then easter so it's we're we're in the party half of the year yeah Lots yeah. of Christmas stuff up in the stores. So if you want to use uh, that word fate in your words, give yourself 10 bonus points for each time that you do it. And the world will be happy for that. If you want to get a hold of me, you can email me at bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. If you want to call or text, it's 760-608-1942. Would love to hear from you if you've got show ideas or song of the week ideas or word of the week ideas. And uh, speaking of... Uh, show ideas this one is uh brought to me by my lovely wife we were driving uh around the island the other day and one of the things that bev and i've been working on is this app it's a free app it's called duolingo d-u-o d-u-o-l-i-n-g-o and it helps you learn language and so i i was working with uh, kimberly the hot dog lady that you may have heard on season um oh three of the show maybe two of the show what i don't know Early in the seasons, anyhow, I work with Kimberly all the time with a hot dog truck, and she's on our board for Messed Up Ministries. But she's learning Spanish using this app, so she showed it to me, and you get five mistakes a day um, before you have to you know, go to the paid version of it. So if you get better, you, you, you can do stuff. And I've been having fun. So I started learning Spanish. Bev started doing Spanish, and I found out they have a lot 
of languages available. One of them is Hawaiian. So I thought, oh, I'll, I'll try to learn Hawaiian. My grandson is trying to learn Japanese because he's got a friend in school who speaks Japanese at home. Uh, my son-in-law, Dave, uh, was giving a crack at Swedish because his um, stepmom speaks Swedish. She's from Sweden. So it's just a great app to learn how to speak a different language. And so what we were talking about is, you know, you do this app and you, you take these quizzes and tests and you can speak to it and it speaks to you and, and it listen to how you say stuff and learn how to roll your R's if you're doing Spanish or one of those languages. And you have to do different things. So I've loaded some different um, language keyboards on my phone so that I can type with the accents and, and everything that you get and it, it guesses the words. And one of the things I'm having problems with now is because I've downloaded these the Hawaiian keyboard and Spanish keyboard, I've got the English keyboard. Sometimes as I'm going along, it will start to, you know, accidentally change the keyboard. And it's really tricky when I'm doing text to speech and it's trying to translate my English into a different language and it's not making any sense and I get some real garbled stuff. And Ben brought up the idea of like, what if people need to learn Christian? What's the Duolingo for Christian? And I thought, wow, that is a, a cool idea. So just like anything else, when Bev comes to me with an idea, I tell her, well, that's your show. You've got to do the show. So Bev, when I asked you if you wanted to present the idea to the people, what did you say? I said no. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how it works. Sometimes things just um, pass through my brain and come out. Amen, and, sister. I know that one. And that's I, my gig. And I can't really give enough thought to it to really formulate an idea, but it was just like a fleeting thought. Um, but my whole, the, what really prompted me to say this is we spent so much time recently in the prison that I see a lot of the men that speak Spanish halting in the middle of a sentence and then having to translate to English and think, how would I say that? And then come out slowly with the words. And I thought, do I ever do that in my Christian walk? Do I ever start into something and and as I'm acting it through or walking it out, uh, do I have to pause in the middle and translate to, would this seem like a Christian thing to do? Or how can I switch it so it will sound or look Christian? And, and that's where the thought began. And where I went with that, I, I really don't know. Well, I think that that's a, a, a great point. One of the things that I ask people, and it, language fascinates me. I was talking to a gentleman in one of our CR Insight classes, and he is Samoan. And uh, we were talking about culture. And he said, well, what is culture? As we were having this philosophical discussion about what culture is, I said, well, I, you know, I, I guess it could be like, you know, the way you live or the food or your tradition. He said, Culture comes down to language. Said so when we know the language, we can learn the culture. But if we lose the language, we'll lose the culture. And so if we don't keep speaking the languages of our past, of our heritage, we're gonna lose that culture of our heritage. My mom grew up speaking Ukrainian, but she taught me nothing. And we have no Ukrainian culture in my home other than some painted Easter eggs that my grandparents and great-grandparents did and some a china set that's done with a Ukrainian pattern. But she never taught me the language, mm. she never taught me the food, she 
none of that. And I thought, wow, that's interesting. That language is our culture. And so one of the questions that I'll ask people <clears throat> when they are a bilingual person, I, I'm always fascinated by what language do they dream in? And I wonder to myself when Bev brought this up, it was one of the first questions is, do I dream in Christian? Is my Christian so fluent that that's the language of my dreams? Or am I still translating my life into the Christian words? And I don't honestly know where that falls for me. I, I'm not sure because I'll have some dreams where I'm speaking Christian and some dreams where I'm just, you know, eating donuts. Yeah, and I think it goes even deeper than Christian words. You said that culture is in the language, and I do agree with that. But if we look at the Christian life, the culture is a lot more than just what we speak. It's what we act, it's what we feel, it's what we walk out, it's the example that we uh, show. Uh, it's also our attitude toward things. Uh, it's our facing giants and difficult situations in a different way than the world does. It's, it's so much more than that because we're called to a higher calling just to, uh, we're not just human beings, you know, that are just evil from birth or uh, born into sin. It's, it's just so much more than that. Who, who do you know that speaks the most or spoke the most in your past? Who, who in your life has spoken the most fluent Christian? It may actually be my grandma on my dad's side of the family. Every single thing she did. I, I, I think she even breathed her love for God and her love for others. And she was so unselfish and so non-judgmental and so um, uh, such a prayer warrior and read her Bible just all the time. Um, and I, I just I look at her and think, in my eyes, knowing her as a child and then as a young adult, she was perfect. You know, I'm sure yeah. she would say she wasn't, but that was probably. And I'm sure she wasn't. No, no, I didn't see what was not perfect about her, but I'm sure she wasn't. Either. Yeah, yeah, because we know that she was human. Yeah. But it's funny because my my knee jerk reaction was your mother, mm -hmm. and Mrs. Marsh, mm -hmm. and it's funny that it's just all these you know, air quotes, little old ladies. And I'm sure that our kids would see you in that similar vein. And it's, it's interesting how, how we get seen that way. Um, and I'm hoping at some point that people will see me that way, that people will say that I speak pretty fluent Christian. Uh, I would suspect that some of um, our people uh, in our classes with Prison Fellowship and CR Inside would say that we do. I know that they hold us in high esteem and they look to us for advice and guidance and, and our people in Celebrate Recovery as well, I think, would say that. I think probably, like your reaction, I think probably our mirror doesn't show us as much Christian mm -hmm. as we think we want to see, but uh, other people will see that in us a lot more readily than we'll see it in ourselves or that I'll see it in myself, let me say it that way.
how, how do we know though that that's authentic and then, and then that's the where the translating part comes in that I was thinking about is do I feel like I want to do something in response to let's say a, a struggle in my life or a problem in my life do I am I motivated because I want other people to not see me fail or look like a Christian walker or is it a show I, I don't know where the line gets drawn because it's not a, um, a list of boxes that we check off and and yet at the same time I don't know what makes me well I do know what makes me do this uh, the Holy Spirit has a lot to do with it because it's when I am in the presence of another Christ lover um, someone who's given their heart over to Jesus that I know I'm in company that is like-minded you know but right. I really do wonder what that looks like to a person um, from the outside in yeah yeah um, and I'm gonna push pause right there I'm gonna jump us into our um, our song of the week because my computer just flashed me a, a note that the battery is running low so I had to grab some stuff but we're gonna throw it to the song of the week we'll come back and talk more about this Christianese and we'll talk about you know Christianese as well as being fluent Christian and and the differences therein. But uh, I want to have a song of the week here. This is a song that we just heard recently. I think when we were coming out, we listened to this song, but uh, it's a good song called um, Good God, or Good Lord, I'm sorry, Good Lord. It's by a guy named David Leonard. So we're going to give you about 90 seconds. We'll be back on the other side to hopefully talk some good, fluent Christian. So here's David Leonard with Good Lord. There you have it, uh, "Good Lord" from David Leonard. Uh, Bev, what what stands out on that song for you? There's so much swirling around in my brain about this song, um, especially in connection to the topic of today. But uh, we'll talk about that in a moment. The part I love is it's still amazing how you saved me, how you took a million wrongs and made them right. Yeah, made them right, and it's crazy how you raised me from six feet under shame. 
back to life and I got it testify. I love that little twist on words, six feet under, because we think about six feet under the ground because Jesus did raise us from the dead pretty much, <laughs> uh, but also uh, out from underneath the shame of our life. And uh, I see that a lot, especially demonstrated in uh, the, the men in the prison who I think if I had maybe done, and I have done many wrong things, don't get me wrong, but if I had done the exact wrong things that they had done, I think it would be really hard to climb out from underneath that. And yet Jesus is the one that can make that disappear, take away the blame and the shame and most of all the sin of that act and never holds it against us. I just love that thought. Yeah, and I, I noticed in the first verse, the end of it says, and I can testify mm. and the second verse i gotta testify <laughs> yeah and that's the thing for me is we've got the choice we have the choice to tell our story we have the choice to testify we have the choice to align with god and jesus we have the choice to do those things but it's up to us and sometimes it takes me a little bit longer than having the choice before I get to the point where I have to, where I gotta do that, where my Christian is becoming the language of my dreams rather than just the language that I speak when I want to wear a mask on Halloween to fool the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyhow, that's 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 a fun one. It's got a, a really good uh, just drivability to that one. I think you know, just driving down the road and makes me want to switch the car back and forth. So. Uh, if you see me driving and looking a little drunk, maybe I'm listening to this song driving down the road. I got to make sure I'm not uh, hurting people while I'm being all festive with that. Uh, so, Bev, rolling back now to our our, our Duolingo uh, for Christ. What do we do to hone our skills to learn the language to become fluent? How how do we go about becoming fluent in Christian? The longer that I live, the more I realize um, the word freedom and what it means to be free. Um, and I think anything that restricts us from having freedom keeps us chained. And obviously, duh. You know, you don't have to look too far this to figure no that out. Zone. Right? No does zone. Okay, I can do that. But um, I believe that a lot of it is tied to staying humble. Mm. I really do. I think humility is the key um, because I know how my pride gets in the way of my life. And if that were, if that were completely done away with, <clears throat> I believe that I would stay in a better position to be free all the time. Um, I know that I was just looking at the 12 steps and celebrate recovery and Step number six says we are entirely entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. And the scripture is, humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up, James mm-hmm. 4.10. Um, and there's so much that scripture says. It's, it's We have to do a really small part, but it's a really huge part of being human to not be humble, to be proud. So that makes it a really big thing to have to put down Uh, but when we do that God gives us so much more because at that point when we put it down he picks it up 
he picks up our life and then he does the work from there on out. Um, I also think that uh, we, we, I'm using the word we because we means me as a Christian, okay? I have to be really careful that I don't speak just Christianese because it is a habit I've learned or the language of my family or the language of my parents. Um, I mean, it's okay to throw words out like, well, thank you, God, for what you do. But I hear a lot of people who, who are not Christ followers, who don't really have a relationship with God, and they say thank God all the time. Um, so I think there's a fine line between speaking Christianese where we say things like um, God helps those who help themselves, which is not even in the Bible. That's not even there. So we pick up a lot of things that sound moral, decent things to say, but they have no foundation in what happens in our heart and how God changes us. So we have to be really cautious about that. Um, and I'm sure that I've used those words before kind of glibly or maybe in the face of someone who has no idea what I'm talking about and I just confuse them more to the point where they don't even want to ask me what it's like to be a Christian because now they're so thrown off by the words that I chose to describe my walk. Well, and it's, I think so often when we would look at what was wrong in education, people say, well, you're just throwing money at problems. Oh, and in yeah. Christianity, so often we just chuck a verse at somebody and hope that they'll go along and be their merry self and, and have you know a good time doing whatever it is that they're going to do. And we've given them the verse. We've or even, you know, and I've been guilty of this, oh, I'll pray for you, and then I walk off and do my own thing, and I don't pray. Um, I've started, a few years ago, I started the habit of when I want to tell someone those words, I stop and I pray right now for them. So that way I don't miss the opportunity mm -hmm. and get so busy in my own self that I forget the other people around me. I think we have to be super careful when we're talking to someone, especially someone who's hurting, um, that we just don't throw scripture at them. And I'll give you an example. Um, I was walking one day, and I think I might have spoken about this on an earlier podcast, but I was walking in the afternoon, and uh, in Ridgecrest it cools down a little bit in the evening, and so I was out for a walk and ran across a guy that goes to our church, and he had been struggling with a lot of things. He, he was praying over whether to take a new job, and... Um, if he were to accept this job, it was going to mean a lot of changes. <clears throat> Excuse me, a lot of changes uh, like his location, um, <clears throat> the amount of money that he was going to be bringing in from this new job. Um, a zillion repairs needed to be done to his car before he could even think about this, plus new tires that he needed, plus he didn't have a place to live and didn't know anybody in the city. So it was going to be a huge change. And... Um, he said, I don't even know how I'm going to eat, Bev, you know. And then, like sometimes I do, I was so into what he was saying, but not really thinking what it felt like to say those words, that my response was, well, you know, you're going to be okay because God says he's never left his, let his children be begging bread. And he said, that's not true. And I said, what do you mean that's not true? And he said, I've been hungry before, and I love the Lord. And then it was like, uh, now what do I say? Wow. So, you know, sometimes in trying to sound right. Um, or encouraging. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget to really keep my heart in the right place. 
And then I have to ask myself, is that what Jesus would have done? Probably not. He probably would not have done that. He would have been much more aware of uh, being gentle and kind than throwing at scripture somebody when really it almost sounded like a backhanded remark and it probably hurt him more than it helped him. So I had to apologize for that. Yeah, and it can be easy. When when we know a language, the language becomes powerful. Languages are weapons um, in our mouths, in our minds. And I have been very keen on using words against people. And I can do that so viciously with my Christian because Christian... Christ is, is is love. And so I've got this language of love that is being used to cut a person down or slice them up or put them in their place. Or I'm not judging you, but here's these words and you just walk away and see if you feel judged for yourself. Mm-hmm. Let me give you a little bit of um, uh, confirmation that the Bible says you're doing the wrong thing. I will be your Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I will let you feel uh that what is the word i'm looking for um i can't figure the word out anyhow where where you feel you know the pressure from god inside i feel like it's a a convicted convicted Convicted. oh my Mm -hmm. gosh see bev knows the language better than i know know about that um so (laughs) you know it's easy for me to do that or to want to do that or to try to do that or to, to to use that because now I haven't done anything. I've just let, I've just let God do it for you or for and, me to you. And what do you do when you come to that realization that you've done that? Well, that's where my recovery comes in. I have to do that tenth step. I have to acknowledge it and make my amends. And I have to know that I'm not going to be perfect. Uh, we talked today. I was doing a step study with uh, a friend, and we talked about what do you do when a person doesn't accept your amends or when your amends mm. you know blows up and and I say you know I'm not doing it for them and I've had them blow up I've done amends with people where that was the last conversation I had with them and that's not what I wanted but I wasn't doing the amend for them I was doing the amend for myself and I feel closure even though it was the end of a relationship that relationship if that's the end of it being honest with the person you're in a relationship if that's the end of the relationship the relationship wasn't that stable anyway It wasn't as valuable as I was making it. I was conflating it into something bigger than it was. Mm. So I need to just accept and and move on. And when I use my words improperly, whether they're English words or Christian words or or even now Hawaiian words, I have to just accept when I make the mistake and try to learn from it and move on and not make that mistake again. Just like on my Duolingo, I I look at it and say, okay, I, I need to put in Hawaiian. If I say... Hello, Kavika. It's Aloha, a Kavika. I put the word A and I was forgetting to put the A in front. And now I remember, okay. And I remember because of practice, because Mm -hmm. I made the mistakes and I Mm -hmm. let the mistakes become lessons rather than judgments. Mm -hmm. And I learned from that. But I wasn't able to continue that day. I had to to rest up a little bit. I had to Mm -hmm. study some more. I had to let those hearts on the Duolingo app build up again and move forward from that new place of knowledge. I just thought while you were talking, I think I know uh, what the best representation of Christian language looks like. Mm. I think it's an authentic testimony. Mm-hmm. I do. I really do. And uh, a, a story of me, 
this is personal. Um, I've been writing testimonies, oh gosh, I don't know, 18 years, something like that. Uh, it took a couple years until I did my first one. And I stuck with the first one for many, many years. Pardon me. And then over the last, I don't know, four years, it seems like each year the Lord has given me a new testimony and each testimony um, shaves off another layer of pride. Um, I know when I go back and read my first one, there was so much bragging. It, it was undercover. I mean, it was, it, you couldn't really, if you were looking for it, you would see it. And maybe I, I'm just saying that. Probably other people is very obvious. But I was still playing the blame game a little bit. And um, the second time I wrote one, I was still doing that. I was still looking for the accolades of people. I almost wanted to hear a gasp when mm. I described my own life because it was like, um, if people don't feel the emotion of this, then I'm not, it, it's not really getting to them. And it was only with my last one that I just wrote within the last six months and probably in another year, I'll look at that and say, oh, nope, nope, I still need to shave off more. But when I look back at it, I realized that, um, well, let me just tell you this. I felt like I should rewrite it. I was sharing it the next day. I didn't even read it before I walked in that night. I glanced over to see if there were any spelling errors and did a spell check on it. But when I sat down, I had no idea what I had written because I asked the Lord to give me the words. And when I got up to read it, I was shocked at how honest it was. And um, I found I wasn't embarrassed, but it did really feel like it was freeing to be able to share that. So I think people that are authentic, and I, please don't think that I'm bragging on me, not at all. I'm just trying to give you an example from my life. But I think you'll know when somebody is telling you an authentic testimony about their life because it's got God written all over it and through it and in it, and he gets all the glory for it. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm thinking, you know, as we, we wrap up this idea of the Christian Duolingo, you know, the most important thing for me is that that idea of practice. You know, I do my Duolingo. I've got a 73-day a streak going now uh, on, on working on my language, and I'm not fluent. But I'm working on it. I'm mm -hmm. growing and learning and reviewing and practicing and, and practicing with people. And I think that's what we need to do is we need to live our Christianity. We need to live Christ in order to speak Christ. I think that's a really good point. I think practice is really huge. Uh, the second thing I would say is um, I want to live so close to God's heart that I don't have to translate like in Duolingo, I have to think, okay, this means this in English, and what does that word say in Spanish that matches? I don't want to have to do that in my Christian walk. I want to be able to just know it. I want, uh, you know, that word know, K-N-O-W, means so much more than just, uh, you know, gradual recall or doing an open book test. It's, it's knowing without even having to think twice. I want to know that. I want to know God's heart and His desire for me so closely um, that I research His will and I know it and I respond to whatever gets thrown at me in life and accept the hard things 
as God wanting me to learn something and accepting the happy and easy times as a refreshing breath of fresh air that, that I get to uh, relax in that and enjoy the trust and peace that I'm walking in at that particular moment. So anyhow, yeah. that's it. Well, thank you, Bev. Thanks for the idea. Thanks for the concept. Thanks for uh, being on the show. I'm sorry I just made that noise. I moved the microphone. Um, we are uh, going to wrap this up. If you want to help out with our Nehemiah project, uh, we are we signed the papers for our building. We are entering escrow here. And so hopefully in a, a few shows, we will get keys for our building. But we really have a big project ahead of us. And we could use you to help us out. Uh, to help send us into the prisons, to help send more missionaries into the prisons. We just opened uh, two days ago. We just opened a new prison in Tehachapi with Prison Fellowship. Uh, so the work is out there and we are doing it and it doesn't come free. Uh, but because of listeners like you, we're able to do the things that we can do. So if you would like to sponsor the mission and the ministry, uh, you can just do it as easily as texting the word mum. Mum's the word. Text the word MUM to 760-WALLS-CA. Help us to build some new walls in California and help us to get behind those prison walls in California. Messed Up Ministries is coming to you, Ridgecrest, and we are going to branch out into other cities as well with um, our uh, our messed up uh, listeners, our mummies, as I like to call them. <laughs> so thank you so much for doing that. Uh, don't forget to drop me a line at bowtieguy@messituppodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram and uh, Facebook. Share the friend, uh, show with your friends. Get the word out there about it. And we will see you next time we mess it up. Aloha and mahalo. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.